0: future we're talking real money
1: it is just audio day here on the talking real money podcast no video for you today so i don't need to look into the camera like i am i'm not sure why i'm doing that loosening my (laughs) tie because there is no need (laughs) hi everybody welcome to talking real money the podcast this is the one we do in the middle of the week uh talking about things that might have some bearing on your financial life and if they don't sorry maybe we'll get it right the next one uh i'm don mcdonald in florida where it's by the way really really cold yeah how cold it is got it? down to 40 degrees no. last night yes I think it
2: might be colder than it was here i woke up i think it was 46
1: oh my goodness really? Like how could that shivering. be possible yeah i wore fur a fur coat out there with a hood and <laughs> mask but and wait big old fake mittens. fur
2: right not real fur
1: Oh no no, I'm killing the coyotes in the neighborhood and making <laughs> coats out of them.
2: What about the what about that oh, alligator? You pick, send me the picture then, of that alligator that yeah, other day. Yeah. You
1: do a little you do a little alligator inside, you do a little <laughs> okay. a little rack. No, you do it the other way. Alligator outside, a little That's coyote cool. inside. It's nice mm. and fuzzy. No, today, seriously, at like uh earlier today, at like noon. I'm looking out in the front yard and I see skittering down the alley. What? The alley in a relatively suburbanized area yeah, i can attest to this the coyote we right now there. have a an official neighborhood coyote wow. it runs down the alley broad daylight into some bushes we know why the coyote is there why because we have the neighbors across the street
2: they the neighbor across hides the street no
1: she's a cat person
2: Ah, so it's coming for a little and breakfast. And Florida
1: has a problem with this thing called feral cats.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so she feeds the feral cats.
2: And then the next thing and up on the, the food.
1: Leaves the food, food out for the feral cats. And, and the coyotes go.
2: That smells good. Well,
1: that's easy oh. dinner. I'm going to get some of that. Maybe I'll get a cat while I'm there. Why not? They're tasty so too. So they've been. They've been taking out some neighborhood cats. Yeah. Okay. hmm uh-huh. yeah. We've
2: got coyotes around here, but we live in the middle of nowhere. You could expect that. Well,
1: yeah. You, you're not in a, a, a highly bears. suburban. We, I mean, we've, we've got, got alleys.
2: Do yeah. you have alleys? You don't have alleys. I got a kind of a fake one on the west yeah, side of the house over so. there, but it doesn't go between anything.
1: Oh, yeah. We have bears. We have <laughs> wild turkeys. The problem is we live right on the edge of this wetlands. In the rest of the world, they call them swamps. Yes, they do. And and this wetland actually literally connects to the Everglades. Ooh, have so, you we taking one of
2: those airboats? I always want to do that one. No, I haven't. And combined. I've lived here for I want, twenty-five I wanted, years. Okay, I am coming to see you, and we're getting on an airboat. I want to be. I want that's all cool.
1: And you know, I also have friends who fly. Um. Uh. P. What's the? What was the? The later in the war, single-engine aircraft. That Later in World War Two, the P... 51? The, is that the, the really fast one? Yeah. Single engine? Yes. Yeah. They've got Mustang? Yes. Yeah. They've got several of those that they fly down the airport. What? Yeah, really? Yeah. Would and you like to go gone, for a ride?
2: I would. Yes. Yeah. Can we strafe South Florida? Is that okay?
1: I think they're unarmed. Oh, dang
2: it. No fun of any kind.
1: Plenty of people strafing South Florida as <laughs> yeah, it is. We don't have to add we to the to, carnage. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh just. Is go, there just, something about
2: money we're gonna do today, or is this yeah. just gonna be Don <laughs> well, yeah. and Tom? Eventually we're gonna talk.
1: we're gonna pick on Chuck Jaffe.
2: Ah, poor old Chuck. Yes, okay. We
1: we like Chuck. Yeah, we do. We just don't always agree with Chuck's Chuck. Yeah. Chuck is Chuck is sometimes Chuck is anything for a buck, Chuck, in his car. No, column. today I
2: think he's up Chuck, but that's just me. He's Regurgitating a lot of things, I don't think should be regurgitated, but that's
1: my take. You know, when you're writing columns every week, you you got to come up
2: with stuff. Yeah, you got to come up with stuff. Uh 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 I I find
1: it hard enough to write a column once a month.
2: Yes, I know, but you do. What you do it? You no once a quarter. I
1: do once a quarter. Okay. So anyway, so Chuck wrote a column recently Mm -hmm. about um, about how to deal
2: with the five financial conditions most forecast for 2022.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the 2022 thing. So these are things that people. Uh, let me get see if I get this straight, Tom. These are things that experts. And I'm using my little handy dandy air yes, quotes. Yes, you are. That experts are saying will happen based on their incredible knowledge of the future in 2022. Is
2: that right? And and how you should deal with them.
1: Because, okay, so how you should deal with things that yep. are. Certain to happen, but according to us, probably well won't necessarily happen because nobody knows the future. You,
2: how you might react to each of them in the words okay. of Chuck? Please number share one, with, share number with us. one is heightened inflation.
1: Okay, that's an easy call for early in the year because we had it the end of the year, so we'll probably yeah. have some inflation. Mm-hmm. We just don't know how long it'll last.
2: Yeah, I mean, so they're be. saying inflation hit 7% in 2021. It hit that. This is a little misleading. I don't know for the year what it, it was It was 7%. not 7% for the year. It was annualized for the fourth
0: quarter exactly. at 7%. Yeah,
2: I, which is, again, misleading. Nobody knows what's going to happen to inflation. Everybody hates inflation, of course, because nobody likes to pay more for
1: things. No, right? no, I mean, no, no. A lot of a lot of older fixed income investors they're going to love inflation eventually because it's going to get those interest rates back up. Well, Even their money you. is going to go thank away. Thank you for
2: raising that because that brings me to number two: higher interest rates. Won't it be nice when the ten-year Treasury bond play, pays? crazy like two percent a year oh and it's very close to that after today's little debacle on wall street so higher interest rates
1: you just dated our show
2: uh, well, nobody, nobody knew nobody else day will we're watching the coyote okay no one else will date it so i mean here's the thing higher interest rates we don't know though if the, the and you mentioned this in one of recent shows how long have people been saying interest rates have to go up
1: well, I, I can I know for a fact because I've been following them since uh, 2011. Yeah, for I sure. Mean,
2: longer than they said the Denver Broncos have to win the World Series, right?
0: Did I mean, the baseball? Super
2: Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. <laughs> <You're> kidding. <laughs> Higher interest rates. Okay, we'll come back to that. Here's the one that drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. Increased volatility.
1: Yeah, I can see why this one would <laughs> drive you nuts. Volatility I, I, is a constant, is, it's, it's a constant every on Wall day. Street.
2: It's I mean, constant. There's nothing.
1: But you they, know, it's one of those mm. things that's more fun to predict because you could say, oh, well, last year it was it was up. Now this year it's going to be maybe more up and down.
2: Yeah. I mean, okay, I guess we could go look at the VIX. And see what the VIX was on average for 2021 and see if the VIX will be higher on average in 2022. It's one of those things that's meaningless anyway, because if you're an investor, a long-term investor, in increased volatility means nothing. It's just that's the day-to-day background. What you care about is over the long haul what you
1: make in the securities you own. And I hate the smell of the Vicks. I really can't stand that smell. (laughs) I'll rub it it in for you right now. My wife's always like, here, you want some Vicks? And I go, I'm volatile enough. Thank you.
2: (laughs) I don't need any more. Okay, here's another one. What Uh, I don't know how they predict this, but uh, growth, slowing growth, growth numbers at both corporate and economy levels are curious right now. He says they reflect the full stop conditions of the early pandemic in 2020 and the reopening, rebuilding economy of 2021. Now it's time, says Chuck, for that activity to normalize.
1: Who knows? what does what that normal? mean, I mean that even exactly? what I mean, is
2: normal and we're we're into the biggest spike now of the covid yeah well pandem- i mean you, people think it's behind them but reality is more people are getting sick today than ever ever
1: part of what part of what's behind that though is this is this mentality this uh, and, and this is something we talk about a lot the zero sum mentality so the market's been giving and giving and giving and giving It eventually has to revert to the mean and take away, take away, take away.
2: Again, and this, I think our friend Weston Wellington wrote about this. We talked about it in a recent broadcast and podcast. Somehow it feels like because prices are up that there has to be a strong wind to keep them up. That has nothing to do – it there is nothing to do with that growth. And nobody knows what the growth – we'll get into what n- people know and don't know, which brings me to the next one, lower investment returns. The S&P 500 has averaged 25% gains over the last three years, which is two and a half times historic norms. Mm-hmm. Can't continue. Well, sure, it can Why continue. Can't? Why can't? Why
1: can't it continue? It, it, if earnings keep up with the growth in prices, correct. then it can't – let's say, for example, we have, after COVID dies out – one of the most robust economic periods in the history of the world. Is it possible? I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't predict, but is it possible? Of course, it's possible. And if that happens, won't that justify the the increases over the past several years plus some? And Possibly? I think believe
2: the, they said the same thing in '95 through '99. It can't go up again. Mm-hmm. Sure, it can. And it by the way, even after, went up well, no, but from 95 through, 90, not through 99, it was better than this period of time than we've just had the last three years. Number two, remember, even in the early 2000s, when stocks had a difficult time, some stocks still did, I mean, small value and international. So you still did okay in that period of time. But let's break these down one at a time. Don, can we, should we expect increased volatility in 2022? And what do we do about it? How do we react to that?
1: One I have no idea. Will it be volatile? Markets always volatile. How do we react? Sorry to bore you, but the same way we always react. You build the right portfolio. There you go. Wow, that was easy. Number two:
2: g- Will growth, economic growth, corporate uh, profitable por- corporate profits, and economic growth slow in twenty twenty two?
1: I have an idea. I have an idea. Ask me all five questions at the same time. <laughs>
2: will we have lower returns of equities in go ahead, 2022? Just keep going because I think I and got the answer. And let's see, I forgot the earlier ones. I got to go back and find them It doesn't them matter. It doesn't matter. Or, I have my answer. Will inflation
1: be heightened? I, I have my answer. Yes. We don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. You don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. Nobody has a clue. We don't know if any of those things will happen. We don't know that that anything is going to be different or that everything isn't going to be different. We have no clue. All we know, all we know is that you can build a portfolio designed for your risk, need, and tolerance. And then you just live with it because you're one of the smart people in the world who don't claim that they know the future. And don't respond to what's going on. I think
2: we can look to our, are, uh, the guy one of the people I think you can trust in Wall Street? He's not with us anymore, but his name was John Bogle. He's one of the founders of the index fund. Believing uh, whichever version of index funds you uh, believe, but John Bogle very famously said, "Nobody knows nothing," and what he was saying is, "Nobody knows nothing about the future." We'd like I to call think we that. Do.
1: I call that the three N theory of financial (laughs) physics. It's actually (laughs) in my book. Nobody knows knows nothing. nothing. Okay. It sounds like three N's. N's. I know one of the words has a K, but it still sounds like
2: close enough. No one knows anything about the future. That's number two. Number one, number two, you already mentioned this. And like being a good boy scout, you are always prepared. Your portfolio is designed for good times. It's designed for bad times. It's diversified enough across asset classes, thousands of stocks so that when some are crummy, by the way, we may be headed into a period not unlike the early 2000s when tech stocks and big stocks had lousy returns and smaller and value and international did better. You own all of those. So what can you do If all of these things come true, what can you do, Don? I already said the same same
1: exact build the right portfolio because let me give you a great example. And there's one other. There's one other.
2: There's one more.
1: Right portfolio for your risk. Rebalance and keep your costs low. low. Keep your costs low. Because
2: if you keep your costs, that does put the odds in your favor. And you're one of the smart people listening to this podcast that knows. And we show you how to, we show you how to own portfolios for darn near nothing. And you get the right mix, and you put the money in, and you forget all about what happens day to day because there'll always be something
1: proof. If you need some really interesting proof, past performance proof, which is not indicative of future results, uh, but if you look at 2000 to 2010, infamously known as the lost decade, people will tell you you lost money in the stock market during that period. You would have lost money over that entire ten-year period. In the stock market, that's because people use the S&P 500 as a proxy for the stock market. The S&P 500 is not. We would have, matter of fact, we did during that very same time, suggest that people own globally diversified portfolios for their risk tolerance. And if you were 100% invested in all the stocks, not just the S&P 500, you made about 7% per year or about 8% per year more than you made with the S&P 500. That's what diversification does for you.
2: So you're really smart. Around 2000, you said, let me get out of just the S&P 500 and diversify. So you're just a genius. That's all.
1: No, I basically just realized that diversification made more sense historically. When you look at the actual facts and figures, which I know facts and figures, science, a little hard for some of you to swallow, I know reality, reality sucks. And you would love to live in a fantasy world, but the reality is the facts back it up that nobody can know the future. Uh, it gets so frustrating. I Do you think want to add anything right else the, to that before I get no, you to I a think, question? Get me a question. Hit me. This is from Elaine. She's in New York.
2: Oh, goodness. So now we're going to get the bad. <laughs> now
1: you're going to get York the bad accent. Accent. Okay. I think I need to rebalance my portfolio, but I'm not sure what direction to go. Wanted to let you know I found out about talking real money on an ad listening to Clark Howard. I'm so glad I did. I have learned so much. I met with a fiduciary CFP, Certified Financial Planner, in May of 2018. At that time, I placed the following in Vanguard VUSFX. VUSFX. Gotta look Which that up. Oh, huh?
2: I, I don't know. I can't the
1: remember because I've been doing ETF so often say. now.
2: That's the ultra short-term bond index.
1: Okay, I thought it was short, but okay, uh, cool. It is short. Yeah. So she put yeah, it's very short. She put eighty-three thousand dollars in her SEP into that, three hundred and thirty-eight into her uh No, eighty-three in her IRA, three thirty-eight in her SEP, one hundred twenty-six in her Roth. She said, "I'm retiring this year," and contacted the CP- CFP. Wait, she put all of
2: her money in this one fund? Yeah.
1: Wait. And she has a fiduciary advisor. Ready? They believe the stock and bond markets are still overpriced.
2: Oh, goodness. And that I
1: should leave my funds in the VUSFX until the P.E. ratio is much lower. It was suggested. This is terrible advice, Elaine. It was suggested that I take out a reverse mortgage. Oh, co- what? And invest those funds.
2: No, okay, this is not home
1: a- value approximately two hundred and fifty thousand just paid off in August. I will not collect Social Security until I'm seventy, turning sixty-eight in August. I contacted Vanguard to start withdrawing four thousand a month from my SEP IRA. They want me to work with their advisor. I need to do something, but I'm not sure what. From what I read about reverse mortgages, I do not feel comfortable with doing that. Oh, Elaine.
2: Okay, first thing is you got to stop talking to the CFP. By the way, just because they're CFP, CFP they're does not mean they're a fiduciary. Mm-mm. So you can't conflate
1: and, those and, two. In our opinion, oh. this person gives terrible advice yeah, it, because what awful. they're doing is predicting the future.
2: Yeah, they're saying we're going to wait for the P-E ratio on stocks to go to X. When it does, we're going to jump in and might, might be on the way down. We don't know. You at your stage of life, 68, need to have some exposure to stocks. Taking out $4,000 a month out of it sounded like about half a million dollars might still work, but it will not. I guarantee this. It will not in the VUSFX. No. Because the yield there is half of 1% a year. It will not cover the growth you're going you to need. You are going
1: to run out of money yes. before you run out of life with yes. this portfolio. <sighs> this is such bad advice. Yeah,
2: It, really, it literally is horrible because these people are telling you to wait for something you cannot wait you need to have a portfolio that is built for what you're trying to achieve for the long haul let's just say that you're risk averse because you sound like you are all right how about having 40 percent of the money in stock 60 percent in bonds and some additional bonds this is very limited as to any sort of yield at all at least have some intermediate maybe even some shorter term government bonds in there rebuild this portfolio You've got to have some stock exposure, to, so the money will last you the twenty years. And you need to have. I mean, by, by the way, even before that, to see if you can draw out the four percent that that will allow that's you a way. Wait, wait,
1: no, that's eight percent, Tom. Four thousand a month.
2: 000- that's fifty thousand a year on ten. Yeah, you're right. On fifty on five hundred thousand. Yeah. That's you're an right. eight per, eight
1: plus percent withdrawal yeah. rate. Now yeah, I it's get gonna it. Work. She's, she's going to do that for two. No, no. So she, she'll do that for two years. And then Social Security, and then Social Security will allow okay. that to come okay, down. Okay, that
2: gets back to what I was saying. You got to have the plan first. Then you can start worrying about the withdrawals and how the portfolio is designed. That was horrible, horrible advice. Period.
1: And that's what's wrong with this advice provider. This is not a true. Re, uh, financial planning, registered investment, full fiduciary advisor, because they've got the cart ahead of the horse again. Yeah, exactly. They're talking about the portfolio before they talk about the needs and yeah. the wants and the fears and the the client. The client, you are the important person in this equation, not the markets. Yeah, it's the markets about you. don't mm-hmm. matter. They yep.
2: don't. They will be changed tomorrow, the next day, the next year. We all need
1: to stop focusing on the markets and start focusing on the us of this. That's the important part. Okay, but going back fire your advisor.
2: Yes, you need to fire your advisor. Number two, you need to find a fee only.
1: I don't care if they work with Vanguard. They're going to get better advice if they work with Vanguard than that.
2: That's true, by the way. So maybe that's a starting place because maybe they'll write you a little plan because Don's Mm -hmm. correct. Maybe you could afford to draw seven, pardon me for the bad math earlier. Maybe you could afford to draw seven or 8% a year out of the portfolio. For a little while. That's going to decrease. But I can guarantee you this. If you leave it all in the, the Vanguard ultra short term bond fund, it won't happen. You will run out of money. That simply does have no growth in it whatsoever, period.
1: <sighs> I'm sorry. Sorry it's to be so. been one of those days. <laughs> so harsh, but my goodness, your advisor's bad, and they're not a 100%. No. I don't think they're a one. I can't say that. Maybe they are, and they're just a bad fiduciary. Yeah. There are bad fiduciaries. There are. they are like bad. everything else, yeah. Let's do one more. Yep. Chad has a question. It's pretty mm-hmm. short. Portfolio allocation. He said, I've been listening to quite a few of your podcasts, and I think I could diversify a little more. Currently, I own VTI, which is the mm-hmm. Vanguard Total US yep. That's stock ETF.
2: 7,000 companies in the US, something like that.
1: VXUS, which is the Vanguard yes. International yep. ETF, and BND, which is the Total Bond Market ETF. How would I determine what percentage of my portfolio to add to VNQ, VBR, and VWO? Thanks for your good info. Okay. So VBR
2: is small. I know that. VNQ, is that the other one? That's VNQ, the real estate?
1: VNQ, yes. The, uh, and what's the,
2: what was the third one you mentioned?
1: VWO v- that's, v- Volkswagen. W- that's Volkswagen that's Volkswagen
2: oh <laughs> why that's okay we're not Volkswagen. adding that's we're e- not adding we're not using no the
1: that's emerging markets that's the emerging market okay markets.
2: all right here's an easy way to do this okay first of all you got to figure out the stock to bond ratio overall right,
1: right. mhm
2: got to do that let's okay let's just for sake of argument assume it's 70% in stock Oh, fit, did he already say that 50,
1: Oh, no, no. Okay, no. He has VTI, VXUS, and yep. BND. So BND. you're BND saying 70% percent stocks, okay. 70, like something like, say, 70% okay. stocks, 30% bonds. Here's this is for argument's sake.
2: Yeah, this is an easy way to do this. If it's 70-30, take uh, 7% of the money and put it in the REIT. Take 7% of the money and put it in the emerging market. Mm-hmm. Then you can divide the remaining stock portion between uh, the U.S., or no, that's right. We have the small in there too. I would take 20% of it, put it in the V. 20% of the
1: equity portion.
2: Of the equity portion. And then divide the rest of it evenly between the U.S. and international. That's how I would do it.
1: Okay. Seems reasonable. So yeah. basically what, what we're saying is you have 30% in BND. Yeah. If, that's, if you have that if right If it's
2: 70-30. If it's not, then you got to do the refiguring on the rest of it. But yeah. So
1: take out of the 70.
2: Mm-hmm. 7 percent of
1: that 7
2: for emerging
1: and 20, 20 for
2: the small for small cap and then the, the whatever's left divide between US and international. I think that's a reasonable approach. Sure.
1: Gives right. you a little
2: more exposure to small still gives you good exposure to emerging markets and reits. Yeah, I think you're okay there.
1: You know, I just really feel like we should we should do this. We should just do this. We should just do this is so short. We can really do this in no time. Okay. Kathy wants to know She goes, I apologize if you've gone into detail as to which you recommend and why, but if you could please answer again, I would appreciate it. VT versus VTI.
2: Well, VT is the global stock fund, it's Mm -hmm. one exchange traded fund operated by Vanguard that holds about 9,000 stocks globally. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So basically, what VT is, is VTI and VXUS which is the international fund it's just all in one fund yeah. and and they balance US to non-US it's about, about 60, 60 40, 40, yeah. 40 yeah. yeah it's okay 60 US 40 sure. which is fine which is yeah. a, it the nice thing about VT versus VTI well a couple of things one VT gives you the global diversification that VTI does not give you thank you that we think is crucial and VT saves you the trouble of building your own portfolio mixed between VTI and VXUS and trying to rebalance that every year. You just kind of let Vanguard do it.
2: And if you really want to get into it a little bit, you could take the VT, right, the global. Mm -hmm. If you're, again, doing a 70-30, you could put 50% of it in the VT, 20% in the VBR, that gives you some small, and then the other portion in the bonds.
1: That's a very little little bit in bonds. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It gives you a little bit, again, some exposure to small value that frankly, you don't get much of very, very, very little in the VT. That's my only criticism, but it's easy to, easy to handle. You're putting it in there and you don't got to worry about it. That's the part I love.
1: I think we did a good job getting through some questions today. (sighs) Okay. Want a little help? Want a little more help than we can provide in our quick little questions here on the podcast or on the show, just go to Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, set up an appointment with one of our advisors. You never know. Tom often sits in on those meetings. So you might get to hang out with Tom for a while. Most of you, you actually think that's going to be fun. And, and I'm glad you continue <laughs> to think that. Uh, there are other things. not my crazy, think, my crazy gonna, laugh either. My crazy laugh.
2: <clears throat> like that. That's where, I, you know, I'm gone off the deep end. That was end. not
1: my Hannibal Lecter act, <laughs> at, at, at laugh. Was, <laughs> Thank
2: you. We're the fava beans when you need them. Nah, I, we'll have hey, some, we'll nice some fun. Yeah, about that. We'll have some fun. Come on. We always do. It, or we'll no have reason. some funs. There, there's fun and funs, both. There's no reason in my, in my world to live without having a couple laughs. That's just the way I roll.
1: And a nice chianti <laughs> with some fava beans. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh we're wrapping this this Thank little goodness. thing up. Whatever yeah. we call this. We call it a podcast. We don't know what you call it, but we would appreciate it if you'd call us with your questions at 855935talk or send them in or record them at talkingrealmoney.com. And most of all, we hope you'll share this with your friends. You know if you if you found a particular episode you like, well, like, like the Let video, no, like, kidding. The, like the blue plate special video cast, which was awesome. Share it with your friends. Yeah. If you didn't see the blue plate special video cast on <laughs> YouTube much or at talking yeah. you got to go watch.
2: it. Don puts fun. every day of the week meal up there. I mean, it's phenomenal. You got the strogo. You got the, it was a chicken fried steak. I'm still waiting.
1: I'm still waiting for them to be FedEx down from, uh, from <laughs> That's true. Alabama. You're, you're close enough where you could still get them warm. Probably. Almost. <laughs> uh, Tell a friend. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tell a friend. Please. Oh, if, uh, please, even if you don't use Apple Podcasts regularly, go to Apple Podcasts and follow the show. It helps raise our rankings. It's really powerful. And if you really like what you hear, leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or rate us on Spotify. I'm Don. Over there is Tom. We just hang around thinking about, reading about, listening about, and talking about real money.
0: Money.